Hey guys, before we jump into this episode, I just need to make a quick announcement. So this is actually going to be the last episode of the Vessels podcast. Unfortunately, I know it sucks. Um, we uh, have been loving the growth and the traction that it has been getting. And it's been really encouraging to us to see that you guys have been growing from it and being impacted by it. Um, and so this decision does not come lightly. It's not something that has come out of nowhere. It's been something that we've been kind of slightly, slightly just keeping our eye on for the past few months. Uh, the biggest thing is that we all just kind of have conflicting schedules. I don't know if you guys know this, but this is what I do full time. But each of the other people on this podcast with Christian, Connor and Allie, they all have full time jobs and Connor and Allie are now married. And there's just a lot of other things going on in life right now. We're just, it makes it harder for us to be on the same page and consistent and, uh, continuing to 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 make this podcast all that it can be and so it's not that we're fighting right now like i love them all we're all on the same page we're great we agree on this decision um we just think that in this season it's best that we maybe take a step back and just realign priorities and focus where we want to put our attention towards um but that does not mean that you're not going to be seeing content from us in fact you're going to be seeing more content from me it's just going to be coming in other fashions i think we're going to be pursuing the two cents a little bit more and so that should be awesome. I might do some individual podcast episodes. We'll see where things take us. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much already for your support and all the support you guys have given us thus far as we've been doing this whole thing as the Vessels podcast. Uh, and I just want to continue to invite you to be a part of the journey with Ask Us Why as we continue to grow and mold and adapt with the new times and just in the new seasons and what we're doing uh, because our hearts, my heart especially, is still to help you grow and myself grow in our faith uh, as we are just navigating just such a crazy world in a time like today uh, and just staying closer to Jesus than anything else. And so, I, again, I just want to say uh, just apologies up front if this was something that uh, you were starting to get in the habit of listening to and you're really stoked on and now things are changing. Um, but I also want to encourage you that we're still going to have content. It might just be in different forms. And I just hope that I can align those with similar fashions that we've done for the Vessels podcast. So I hope you continue to stick with us and support us. Uh, I ask for grace as I'm trying to transition and kind of figure out how we want to do this. I do everything for Ask Us Why. So I'm doing all the stuff for the marketing, for the t-shirts. We make our own stuff in-house. All the things we're trying to do with the community and the Discord. Um, and at the same time, if you guys didn't know this, actually, I run a wedding photography and videography business with my wife. And that's actually what pays the bills because uh, everything I make and ask us why gets reinvested back into it. And so dealing with that and time, uh, it's just, it's crazy. So I just ask for your grace as I'm trying to figure this thing out and make this thing happen. And I ask for your prayers that you can continue to, uh, <clears throat> that God would continue to support this ministry, support this business and help it grow so we can reach more people and impact them for the kingdom. Um, and, uh, yeah. So anyways, we love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all the support and everything thus far. And uh, let's just jump into this last podcast episode and learn a little bit about what it means to be a better friend. I think you guys are going to like this episode. It's pretty great. So that being said, let's jump into it. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Ask Us Nation, we are back live in the lion's den. My good friends, Christian, Connor, and Allie. How are we doing today, folks? Uh, why do you always say Christian's name first? Yeah, it kind of hurts my feelings. Well, it's it's, it's a tier program. It's you like said we're all good friends. It's, it's, it's so. multi-level marketing. Christian. Christian's just done more has to, to gain more status. The order in which we're sitting. Done more. No. Done more how? Uh, well... <laughs> not, not digging not, his grave not uh not like not what you're thinking not those kind of things um he's he's <laughs> go ahead just, he's just a, he's just a good friend <laughs> we're just friends wait no more. there you go we're just friends there's nothing we're just, we're just a really good friend <laughs> right christian right christian what we're talking about he's just he's um what we're talking about <laughs> anyways uh I, yeah, just I next it's... time uh just say my name first okay that's all i'm saying connor wait then i'm still at the bottom yeah <laughs> <laughs> the next podcast he'll say Allie first it's a rotation <laughs> is it is it a rotation 
Ali Connor and Christian. Connor Christian and Ali. I like Connor Christian and Ali. I do too. And yeah. I like Christian Connor I, Ali. That's great. Yeah. Ali Connor Christian. No. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm being belittled. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Marginalized. Cali Honor. Huh? <laughs> hey, where's uh where's West Valley Alley? How's she been? Yeah. Where's She'll West be West Valley, Valley Alley tonight. We're going to the Suns game. Yeah. Hey. Uh, let's go. Suns in three. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny now Steelers Nation <laughs> you were so close Suns <laughs> in Suns in eight baby Suns in eight uh, anyways what's the vine of the day guys <gasps> is that real you remember that one he walks around the corner <gasps> is that real <laughs> I always like the one in the grocery store with the lady, and I think it's, is it a rat that's, that's on top of That's what I'm there? talking about. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, well, she goes, <gasps> Yeah. She doesn't go, <gasps> She goes, <gasps> <laughs> is, is it real? <laughs> is that real? <laughs> is that real? <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's a good one. Good. I like that one. I'm in my mom's car. Oh, God. Get out my car. Vroom, vroom. I'm in my mum's car. Broom, broom. Get out of my car. I was expecting Allie to finish it, but she clearly rejected it. Not a good friend. That's why you're last. Oh. Oh. In the three names. Oh. 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 What are we talking about today, guys? The sons. How to be a better friend. Can you sing that for me Best in a jingle friends. real quick? How to be a better friend to you and your friends. <laughs> can, can be friends. Can be friends. And the friendliest of friends. All right, one more time, but in Disney princess voice. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it to us. How to be a better friend. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Becky. Hello, little guppy. Here's how you can be a battle friend. Oh, God. Battle friend. Battle friend. <laughs> Anyways, that's what we're talking about. I talking called about... a baby this weekend a little guppy, and I got a $20 tip. <laughs> no way. I was like, hi, From little the guppy. Baby? And like, I... literally, the mom was like, that's so funny. <laughs> I called a little baby a little guppy one time, and I got a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's really... Uh, men can't do everything, guys. You remember in the office when he's creating uh, the nope. online dating profile? I don't. Michael is. And he's like, I know what I'll name, like his username. He's like, I'll put it as little kid lover. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, so everybody will know where my priorities are. Okay. That's bad. All right. Anywho, how That's to be so a bad. better friend. <laughs> so oh, no. good. Oh, so much better than any other show. Oh, oh okay. I don't oh, know about man. that. There's some pretty good shows. There are some pretty good shows. Anyways, uh, we're talking about how to be a better friend. How do we do that, guys? Thank you very much, Cher. You just Go. do it. That's well, you have to have friends first. <laughs> yeah, which I don't True. think any of us uh, qualify for that. So um, if you guys could just send We us actually messages. are asking for advice from you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're live. We're going to get live. Live on Instagram. We're just going <laughs> to ask questions. Uh I think before we can even say how to be a better friend, we need to first define what a friend is because nowadays on Facebook, anybody's a friend. Right. You send them a friend request. Oh. Uh, well, that was About rude. 2 billion people. <laughs> <laughs> 2 billion. Yeah. But no, really, I don't think it's, a, I think no it's one, 1 billion. Still, point is, uh, <laughs> the majority of the world still uses it, even though our generation likes to use Instagram and TikTok. Right. Point is, yeah, you can go in... Yeah, what's up with Snapchat? What is up with that, guys? It's making a comeback, apparently. And Twitter just got... Uh, bought by Elon. Elon Musk just bought really? nine, 9 or 10% stake in it. 9%. He's the highest highest um, stakeholder, stockholder in the company. Hostile takeover. He's a good friend. <laughs> Elon? Probably not. That man works like 24-8. But I mean, he, like, think about it. Is he? We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think all the rich people are just friends with other rich people? Uh, yes. Kind no? of. I mean, probably. We would need again to define I mean, what we're a friend is because there's acquaintances, but then there's friends. <laughs> yeah. They live in their mansion. We're just over here. Yeah, the Medea mansion. Living here with eight other dudes. Ooh, that'd be cool, Medea mansion. <laughs> That's what we call it. 
Oh, the one you have now? Yeah. The, oh, mansion. the one we have, have now? I was thinking like when you actually get a mansion. No. No, this we is have. the... We have the mansion. <laughs> I said, no. Have you seen it? No. Have you seen that TikTok? Have you seen it? Have you guys seen that video? The <laughs> it girl, is. The girl Our that... mansion is six stories tall. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen the How video? How many rooms? Probably like... A lot. A lot. 600? Lots of kitchens. <laughs> the servants. True. Have you guys seen the video of the girl that wakes up with drawings all over her face? She's like, no, no, not funny. I've got school. No. You guys haven't seen that? I don't know what you're talking about. No way. I'm going to show you after. It's so funny. She wakes up. She has like the strongest British accent. She's like, no, not funny. I've got skill. I'm not laughing. It's not funny. That's not, not British. That's Scottish. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. They're all in, they're all in Europe. They're all across the pond. <laughs> across the pond. Oh, my. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Put a little shrimp on the barber. <laughs> that, that's supposed to be Australian. Yeah, I know. But oh, still that's why it was ironic. Pond. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see now. I was playing like ultra irony there. Yeah. <laughs> that was another Sorry. one of those, those jokes Broccoli. that sometimes people do where it's just like, you know, it was too far and it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen says that that's all, all my jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way I knew you were going to say that too. Yeah. <laughs> this man. All right, guys. How do we define a friend? Because like I was saying, nowadays, it's such a washed out term. We say it for like everything. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a friend of mine. Or like, oh, yeah, good friend. Damn like, my what is it actually? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with saying it's probably not where, just the people on, on social media. Where yeah. uh, <clears throat> Where's Allie's brain right now? We're doing no, a survey. No, but that song, he was a good friend of mine. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. You didn't get that to that good. part in the song. Well, I was so about you just, to. All you said was Jeremiah was a soul frog. And we're like, all right. Well, <laughs> those are fun. Ali is gone. <laughs> okay. So here's what I would say a friend is. I would say that a friend has many different definitions. Um, and you have to, I mean, I have consciously had to separate and break down the friendships and relationships that I have in my life because friend is such a watered down term. I have to be like, okay, this is like my social circle. This is like my personal circle, my intimate circle. And, and like, I can't just group like, yes, you can group those all together and say they're friends, but there are dramatically different levels of intimacy amongst those friendships. Right. And I, I think today, I think my understanding is that we're talking, we're, we're tackling and talking about what it means to be a good friend in the sense of the intimate friendships, I would say, and maybe um, touching on those friends that like we see more more often than like our our circle. I guess there's probably you know there's there's probably like around one to three people in your life that are very 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 close friends, and then there's like three to then there's like one to 12 that are like a really close circle. I would say like 12 would be the max of like in your circle that you can have that intimacy to describe them as such. And then outside of that, it's just like the social bubble, yeah. I guess. I don't know if you guys would land there. The social bubble. Uh, yeah. I actually have something oh, that I want to read. Good. Go yeah. ahead. Psychologist. Uh, <clears throat> it's actually quite revolutionary. If you, if you know it, you can say it with me. Um, You've got a friend in me. <laughs> um, this is what like a friend is, if you really think about okay. it, right? Okay. You sign your cards and letters, BFF. <laughs> they have a million ways <laughs> to make you laugh. They're looking out for you. They've got your back. It's good to have them around. They know the secrets you could never tell. And when you're quiet, they break through your shell. You yeah. don't feel the need to rebel yell because <laughs> they keep your feet on the ground. A true friend. Here to the end. You pull me aside when something ain't right. Talk with me now and into the night till it's all right again. That's a true friend. You don't get angry when I change the plans. Somehow you never out of second chances. I won't say I told you when I'm wrong again. I'm so lucky that I found a true friend. Um, wow, that's good. That's by Hannah Montana, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> I was trying but to isn't that on. so true? Yeah. It is. Wow. You know? Can you sing it for us now? No. Yes. I, I wasn't asking you, Connor. No. But I feel like oh. <laughs> oh. But I feel like I agree with Christian a lot too. Like it is um <clears throat> hard, I feel like, especially in today's society, like when people are like, Oh, like I know her. And it's like even the word like knowing her, like being a friend to her, like it's just like so many different levels. Um, but when you really break it down, think about it, like a close and personal confidant. 
like yeah. someone that you don't have. I'm not saying like your friend you have to know every single thing about. Like obviously, you're obviously you're probably not gonna. Um, it, that will take a while. That's a part of building a friendship. But someone that is a close and personal confidant, and to me also like someone that I would never say doesn't judge me, um, but someone that like listens to what I'm going through, but offers that advice, like has that other side of like, hey, this is really, really tough, but like, let's help you get out of it. I can't always have friends that just hype me up in it. Um, but I agree with what Christian said. Like That's I, huge. Oh. Like the world, I think, definition of a friend is people that agree who like are like, yes, man. Yeah. Um, and you like, ever see that movie with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yes. Um, but like people who, who almost like use each other for what the kids say is clout. Mm. You know? Clout chasers. That's, that's what they're saying these they days. Use, that's what the youth been saying lately. Um, <laughs> I'm still in the know, okay? I okay. know these things. He's hip. Um, He's cool. But that's what the world would, I think, d- define as a friend most of the time are people who look like you, talk like you, um, people who back you up even if you're wrong, um, mm-hmm. which is like completely opposite in at least that area of like what a Christian um, friend and believer should be um like i know with like our men's group like one of the most important things that we could have like is the ability to call each other out um and to keep each other accountable when we're not um living as christ and like christ and that's just not really how friends are um Mm-mm. in a world's definition and that's one of the biggest things that people need especially when they're younger and they're growing and they're learning um and they're becoming more like christ is people who are also um, walking alongside them and um kind of guiding them um obviously you know nobody's necessarily following one another except for christ um as friends but um you're able to stir each other on um to be more like jesus and to um ask hard questions and to um you know, allow them to see into, you know, the innermost parts of your being. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that they can know you and know, um, how best to support you and how best to allow you to become like Jesus. And I think that's just completely different as to what the world sees today. Yeah. The, uh, I feel like I can have one conversation with someone that's like beyond surface level conversation and then from there, I already feel like they're a friend. Do you guys ever feel like that? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah so I feel like that's like kind of how you like introduce it. Like if you, you're like, oh, they're a classmate. Yeah, I know them. But if you like have one conversation where you get to know them and maybe a little bit of their heart or just like what they're doing in life and those kind of things, I feel like then at that point, you're like, yeah, I kind of I kind of see him as a friend. Like he's cool. Like we get along. We've chatted before. Those kind of things. But I feel like we kind of now, now we have like a huge scale of now you've entered the friend stage and then you got the BFF stage, right? They staying up. What did you, what's the song say? Stay up late. Talk until yeah, um, right. talk with me now and into the night. Talk with me now. Till it's all right again. Till it's all right. You're a true friend. Mm. You're a true friend. <laughs> I resonate with we're gonna, that. We're going to base this, we're gonna base this whole <laughs> podcast episode off of Hannah Montana and her true wisdom. It's <laughs> an iconic song. So good. Uh, yeah. So then you got like this weird in between of like, are they really a friend? Because my, my next question is like, as a friend, we should have expectations for what a friend should be, right? Like if they want to meet the definition of what a friend is, there's like certain things that you would expect of them to do, right? So, I mean, the world's definition we've already kind of talked about that is um, your friend hypes you up, says what you want to hear, not what you need to hear, uh, just has all the same character traits, believes in all the exact same things. Basically, like it's almost it's almost like a... I don't know if like groupthink would be the word, but basically just like people that in your life that aren't really like benefiting to your growth because all they ever do is they're just a mirror and a reflection because they're going to say the same things as, you know, what you say and they're going to agree with it and they're always going to be like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like I totally agree with that or dude, yeah, 100% versus like someone that's going to, you know, maybe disagree, give you um, like a counter argument or conjecture or um, propose a different perspective those kind of things that really add to it um i feel like there's so much you can say about it what my my, uh my next question i guess i would ask is do what what's like a good number of friends then 
like, do you think there's a good number to kind of base how many friends you should have? Do you feel like there's too many? You could have too many friends? Yes. Yeah. I think, yes and yeah. first of all, like a bad number is zero. Like, yeah. at least, <laughs> you know, that comes off bad. But like as a, no, as so a believer, hard. like you can't do this by, life. By choice though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as a believer, you can't do this life like by yourself, like right. outside of community. Um, like it's just not possible, at least to do it well as a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it and struggle in so many ways. But um, in Proverbs 27, it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Um, and so that's kind of what we were talking about again um, with like how helpful it is um, in, in the life of a believer to have people around them who are telling them when they're being dumb, when they're being an idiot, because mm-hmm. it's bound to happen literally as you're being sanctified, like throughout your life, you never arrive at a, at a place where you are perfect and um, blameless. And so to have those people around you that are honest with you, but Christian, you were going to say something about too many friends. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is unique to GCU in a way. In the GCU culture, um, which hopefully a lot of our audience is GCU students, but I I found that I wanted to be intimate friends with everyone. Um, that just I was like, yeah, like I, that's what I should do. So I should just be getting coffee dates with every guy that I come across um, and develop that intimacy and friendship, and that's how I can love everyone. But that's just not the case, you know. Especially now that I've graduated and I work nine to five. Like, I just, I don't have the time that I had when I was in school to have intimate relationships with everyone and anyone that I wanted to. I didn't have time while I was in school either. Now I have even less time. And so, you know, I I realized that I made a lot of great friendships while I was in school that I wasn't able to continue pouring into to the same extent once I graduated because I don't have the same amount of time. And, you know, I think that there's something to be said to um, learning from Jesus and, and the people that he had around him. I think it was um, John, James, and Peter that he was, those were his three like closest disciples. And then the rest, the, the, the rest of the 12 were like his next, next of kin to those. Um, and I think that that's a pretty good like litmus test for, for really the depth of intimacy that you can have that's like good, healthy friendships, like those, those close people and those intimate people in your life. Um, cause man, really like if you think about it, that's like, that's still even for those out of the 12, like that's still like a lot to keep up with, you know, to, to know intimate details of their life. And even just to remember, like it gets hard to keep track. Um, if you try to have too many friends, so Yeah, the freshman year of GCU specifically is like the time where like there's pressure because you want to meet everybody, you want to make friends, you want to figure out your friend group. Um, Coffee dates is such a funny thing when I think about it because it's one of those things that like everyone does. When you first get to GCU, you're like, oh, well, you're so cool. Like, let's get coffee sometime. That's how they make all their money is from GCBC, I'm telling you. Literally. Mm -hmm. They're like... Let's go to GCBC. Let's catch up. Let's talk live. I want to hear your testimony. Tell me your story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that because that's what I used to do. It's not because I see other people do it. I make fun of I'm making fun of myself. Because I used to do this like every freaking day. Uh but what sucks is when you commit to trying to make a ton of friends, like you the problem is a lot of people don't have a ton of friends growing up. Like the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Some people do. Some people have a ton of friends. Some people are just popular like that, like Connor, who just fit in and just, you know. So cool. Somehow. Everybody liked me all the time. Just, I never had anybody who didn't like me. Just perfect in every way. Um, but for the majority of people, you don't always have a ton of friends. And especially when you go to college, you don't have all that, those same friends. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you don't have that necessarily that same community if they didn't go. Well, Ali's an, an anomaly because she went to NCS. And so every single student from there got like a $10,000 grant. So they all were like, well, better go here. <laughs> so That is exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all of, unfortunately, like almost all, not unfortunately, but like a lot of my friends are from NCS, which is really funny. Go Crusaders, go. Go Crusaders, go. Uh, and the problem is, is when you want to make a ton of friends, 
and you you present yourself to other people in a way where you're like, hey, what's your name? And you start to get to know them a little bit. But you do that with a ton of people. You're going to so forget many. names. Hundreds. And then those people uh -oh. that have been approached by you or that have approached you that showed interest and care and wanted to get to know who you are. And then you see them again and they don't even remember your name. You're like, was that encounter worthless? Like, I remembered your name. And that's something that I was convicted about because that's what I used to do. And so people would know my name. And I will say that I think partially because I had long hair. And there's only like three guys at GC that had long hair. So it was easier to remember yeah. a face like that. Sure. Now that I cut my hair, I blend in. It's nice. It's amazing. Even Just the people like, like every other Kyle at GC. <laughs> Kyle. That my, that my white guy man. Fast pro shop. <laughs> I used to go to uh, Qdoba. They, the people there used to remember my order. I was weird. <laughs> they they just know who I was. That's crazy. Because I just got the same thing and I'd be a man. But, but anyways, point is, is that uh, I used to deal with a lot of friends where, or a lot of people where I would go get to know them, meet them, know their name, see them later, and then I wouldn't know their name. And I just like felt convicted. I was like, man, like I'm the worst. Like I don't even remember their name. And I can't imagine what it's like to also experience that, which I did experience that with other people where... Um, like you and you meet them, you get to know them, but then they don't remember who you are either. But you kind of felt like a friendship was starting to establish, and so you can you can see that if it it comes off as good intentions, you might even have good intentions of what you're trying to do, but ultimately it can be damaging to people because they're brand new into college, they're trying to meet new people, and so when you go around and meet a ton of people and get to know them and like have interest and show them, you know, like you know a little bit about who you are, get to know them, but then you you don't pursue that relationship after that it can be damaging to them because then they've been given false hope and they thought that that was where like friendships were going to start building, but then they didn't and they kind of had to move in other directions. So I did witness that a lot with a lot of different people that kind of had bitterness towards different people because of how they were impacted because of false relationships like that. So that's where it's tough. And that's where I agree that you can't have a million friends. You might be an extrovert. You might love being around people and that's awesome. And you might be really good at remembering names, but um, you know, that's not the case for everybody. And for most people having a million friends doesn't really help you in the end. It might be nice to like know some people and stuff, but like what truly matters is that intimate circle. And I think Jesus displays that perfectly with having the 12. Um, but then even more than that, having James, John and Peter who were his closest of friends. And that just kind of gives a good example of, uh, like structure for, you know, how to, to spend time with your friends. Cause he spent the most time with James, John and Peter, but then he also spent the rest of his time, I would say like the majority of his time with the, the 12 along with that as they followed him everywhere he went. So like he still had that like solid group community. 12 guys is like a lot of guys, you know, it's not like two, like, you know, it's still a good amount, but it's not like he had 50 dudes where he remembered every single one of their names and had the time to, to like invest into each of those people. I think that Jesus was wise in knowing that like, if I want to like invest into each of these people, like less is better. Because then you can you can go farther with each of those relationships. You can either go a mile wide and an inch deep, or you can go an inch wide and a mile deep, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, Jesus, I think, just set a good example of if you want to really invest into people and build true friendships, less is better. And so, like, kind of aim in for like that that twelve. I don't know if twelve needs to be the perfect number. I don't. I've never really looked into all of that kind of stuff. But I think that it's it's a good starting point to get an idea of like, all right, well, if right now I really have fifty five a hundred friends, but I haven't really established like who is my like inner circle. Cause I feel like I hang out with different people every day. It'd probably be wise for you to just like pick the community that you want to be involved with the most that you already are involved with the most and just invest in that community. And it doesn't make you a like a bad person to not invest more time with those other people. If anything, you're, you're being a more loving friend because you're not giving false hope and this like surface level relationship where it's not really pouring into them. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it, I would say it's, I would make the, the case that it's more beneficial to not necessarily cut people out because I think you still spend time with them and hang out with them. But as far as like emotionally investing into like all these people, you're probably better off trying to invest into a smaller amount of people. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my next question is like, as far as being a friend of someone, we've, we've all got friends, right? And I think that speaking on behalf of my own experience, I've had a lot of people that are friends but I've also like faced many challenges along that way where sometimes I question like the relationship. Like, has that ever happened to you guys where you're kind of like, are we really friends though? I don't know. I haven't hung out with them for a long time or 
they didn't come to this event that I like invited them to or mm-hmm. well, that's tough <laughs> or like they didn't say happy birthday to me. So. Oh, that's, that's, that's the end. That's I'll be the end right they there. didn't post about your birthday on Instagram. They didn't, oh, God. <sighs> not cool. Yeah. They didn't text Stuff me. like that. Um, so, I mean, but at the same time, are we creating false expectations of what it means to be a friend? Or is that something that like, is this unspoken expectation that friends need to have? Like, where what what are some things that we should be expecting in friends i think if if you're asking that question the you know high percentage is the other person is probably asking the same one and so like if you're asking that question the answer is probably you're not very close of friends um and not that like friendships don't have you know arguments and you know ups and downs um but i think you can always know with a true friend um that they're, they're going to continue to do life with you. And like that, you know, sometimes conflict is necessary and helpful um, to strengthen those things and to create a, a larger relationship with that person or a deeper relationship with that person. And so um, also like clarity is kindness. And so if you have those questions, like be able to ask those things. And if you feel like you're not able to ask those questions, then it's probably, you know, an answer for you right there that that person is probably not somebody you want to continue to have a relationship with. So I agree, but now going from there, like what are expectations that we should have for friends? Like if someone's going to say like they're your friend or you're going to claim that you are someone else's friend, what do you think they expect from you? Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like to approach it like this. Since okay. this podcast is on how to be a better friend, yeah, I want to kind of, I wrote down some things about what I see like some of my friends doing that mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like if I did those things, I would be a better friend. And so you can, you can take what I'm about to say as like, this is what to look for in a good friend. This is how, you know, or you can also take it as this is how I can be a better friend to other people. Um, and these are, these are things that aren't specifically talked about in scripture, right? There's, there's a, there's a context to which we understand friendships in our day and age. That's going to be, you know different depending on your your relationships and where you live and how you do life um but for me this is what some things look like i think that um well to start off with a biblical word uh philippians 2 3 through 4 do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of others so i think um first and foremost we can be really great friends not just friends but um, great people who love others well by um, doing it in humility, being in relationship in humility. And I think that that looks like this. I think being interruptible is something that Jesus exemplified in his life. Um, and there's, I don't know if there's really a time in scripture where Jesus had someone interrupt him and he was like, sorry, like silence. No, like go away, you know? Um, so being interruptible um when you're when you're with someone being fully with them so having an agenda free presence i've noticed is it's really huge in my friendships you know we'll, we'll put our phones away we'll be take away distractions and we'll be very clearly focused on each other um something that goes along with that is sharing meals without distraction um i think eating together is a big part of being in relationship and being in community um sacrificing for them in little ways and that looks different for everyone but like i have a truck so letting people borrow my truck um you know letting them borrow my time to help them out with things like moving or whatever the case may be um and there's i have a friend named steve-o shout out steve-o um who is his example of friendship is 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 a high bar it's a high bar um and some things i've taken note of that he does really well is that he's mindful of everyone's birthday. He writes it down in their contact and he knows when your birthday is. And he makes, you know, especially for the people that are close to him, he makes their birthday a big deal and he makes sure that they're celebrated and loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he blew my Side note, he blew my mind when we were in like men's group like three or four weeks ago when we were talking about that. And Steve was like, I know your birthday. And I was like, oh yeah, what is it? He was like, August 19th. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? he's like yeah bro and then he like showed it on his calendar and i was like a little weird but (laughs) i'm 
also like feel loved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like he does a lot of these little things that are so cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, mindful of their birthday, even, even knowing things about their family, you know, like, oh, like the siblings that you have and maybe like the relational history of your parents or whatever things, you know? Um, and, uh, I think being interested in what they're interested in, even though like, I'm not really big into, um, like being sports a lawyer, betting. sports betting, <laughs> being, a, being a lawyer. Like I have a friend who's at, um, at law school and so i followed a, a law meme page so that way like i have some sort of an idea <laughs> of funny. like funny things to lawyers right um friends share memes with each other yes yeah like that like, is biblical <laughs> <laughs> that's good dude I like, like totally one thing Jesus though that steve does really well is yeah. he doesn't ask a question in hopes of getting asked it back yeah like he'll be like how was your day and he does not care if it never gets back to him mm-hmm. he simply wants to know like I've the amount of times he's always at our Medea mansion. Um, <laughs> like he's there quite often. But the reason why I feel like it is so easy to have him there and it is so welcoming is because it, it's not about him. Like he ne- he never makes it about him. In fact, he hates when it's about him. Yeah. Um, but he's I th- can't even count the amount of times where he's asked me how I'm doing or what's up or knows a specific detail about something and asks mm-hmm. specific questions. And I didn't even ask back because it just took up the whole and i'm like oh now but he doesn't care yeah yeah and that's that's uh something else that i had down here is being curious and asking them questions about their life yeah i think that's partially just a sign of maturity when you can go to others and be genuinely interested and curious about what they have going on without like you were saying having an expectation for getting that question back yeah um and that takes humility as well and it's it's really genuinely um, valuing others above yourself yeah. like is a very great example of that just in speech. Um, this, is, this is a little thing that's kind of funny, but understanding their love language. Um, it's a little thing, but if you know if someone is like a words of half person or whatever the case may be, it, it can make your efforts to make them feel loved go a lot farther, Yeah. right? Like if Connor knows that Ali is a words of half person, He's not going to go and try, go try and buy a million gifts to make her feel loved. He can use his words to make her feel loved, right? And for someone who's the opposite, who wants gifts, they're like, you know, buy flowers or something like that. And not to say that Allie might love both or whatever, you know, just knowing those details, knowing who they are and what they're about, what makes them feel loved. It's a really great, great way to exemplify how you love them. Um, yeah, knowing knowing the context of the friendship um, is great as well. Like, how intimate are you guys? And and um, yeah, I mean, asking like, questions is huge. Like having a direction, like for that friendship. Like, are you guys? You, do you like when you hang out? You know, you're just gonna watch sports and only talk sports. Like, are you sports, when you hang sports, out? Are sports. you only gonna, you know, go to the bar, go to the club? Like, what mm-hmm. what are you getting from those friendships? Like, are they influencing? you in certain ways that aren't good for your relationship with Jesus. And so like be able to ask those questions and like all of those things that Christian said are huge. And like, you should be able to like also like reset expectations with a good friend. Like if something is not working or something needs to change um, or seasons of life, all of these things, like you should be able to, to talk to that person and be like, okay, I value you like as, as a friend and I want you in my life. So how can we make this work? You know, if it hasn't been, um, you know, if friends move away or friends get married, like how can you reset expectations to where you're still a part of that person's life and speaking into them and they're speaking into you and, you know, stirring you into good works, like into Christ. Well, and I feel like a part of being a friend in that those seasons of change is assuming the best of them at all times because it's really easy to assume, Oh, they hate me. Oh, they like this person better. Oh, I'm not as pretty as that person, so they're going to post about that person. Like whatever it is that comes to your brain, don't assume the worst, assume the best. Especially like if you call that person a friend, it's really sad. And I'm convicted of this too, to like assume the worst of them. Mm. Um, now, sometimes they make it really easy. They can pretty much spell out, <laughs> piss off, I hate you. Um, <laughs> they pretty much can, but it's still the best idea to just like assume like, okay, you know what? This is a season they're in, like respectably, mm. 
But also, like, don't assume. Like, I've gotten a lot of people like, well, Ali, I just assumed you were busy with being married. So, like, I didn't want to text you. And I'm like, well, that's on you, dude. Like, I, you could have asked me. Hey, are you too busy for me? And I would say yes or no. Ask yep. the question. Usually just an excuse. Yeah. Also, like, expectations. I feel like when people are like, oh, you didn't post for my birthday. Tell them you wanted that. Yep. I will tell people, I will draw a diagram. I will set Connor up for success. I'm like, I'll just create a fill in the blank compliment for you. And ta-da, you did it. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you have to be that simple. Because people don't have the same expectations as you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Connor, I expect this. He's like, cool, no, I know. Yeah. But if I'm like... Well, I would say a good friend is asking the right questions to really get to know who right. you are. Because right. it's yeah, totally. probably awkward for you to be like, hey, I would appreciate if you posted happy birthday for me on my birthday. And specifically this picture. You got me a birthday cake on my birthday <laughs> for my birthday. For my birthday, birthday. birthday cake. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right there. But, oh God. <laughs> so they, like, by asking the right questions, you get to know who they truly are, what they truly like what they care about, their love languages in, in, in those aspects. And then from there, they know what actions to take in that right. you know, way, you know? So, you know, knowing that Allie really loves her birthday and loves birthdays in general and going out of your way to post about it and say something or send her a text is going to make her day. And like by knowing that you're being a good friend because you know how they, mm-hmm. that makes them feel loved. Yeah. So I think that that is huge is, is like, and I, I want to say this too, Guys suck at friendships. I think that guys are the worst at it. Girls, girls get it. Girls will talk all day long. I think they say three times the amount of words as guys in the day, like an average day. Like girls just love to talk. Yeah. So they'll talk all day long with their friends. They'll be like, yo, what's up, girl? What's the drama? Well, and girls have created, right, this idea of Snapchat. We have Snapchat groups of friends where we just send our updates so people can't respond. (laughs) We just get to talk. That's all we do. We just talk. (laughs) Or we do voice memos. We just talk. You should give me a... Yeah. She'll be like, hey, if you hear me talking in the bathroom, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the girls. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's true. Every, almost every night, too. And he'll be like watching sports and I go in the room to like update the girls on my day. But that's the, I mean, that's the thing is like, <laughs> so I funny. could be so yeah. content sitting in a room with Connor watching basketball and we're like, dude, we're bonding. And Allie could be in a room watching <laughs> basketball with Connor and she's like, we're, you hate me. Pay attention to me. You hate me. Like, what is wrong? What did I do? How did I harm you? I'm like, babe, the suns are on. <laughs> he'll purposely if I want cuddles he'll like make it to where he can still see the screen yeah. <laughs> oh that's good it's so this we is, went out to dinner is, one time yeah and there yeah. was a choice to sit on like either side of the booth and one of them had the game on yep and I'm like babe you sit here the lighting is great <laughs> I think it's great one time this is totally out. did you him. buy that though or did you know his intention oh I knew it the moment I sat down I go why and then see that's a good going, friend she knows the intention but like I've literally had him I like want to kiss and I'll go to kiss him and I catch him his eyes are open watching the <laughs> 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 like he's like totally kidding but like I'll literally be like Connor Michael and he's like no babe I love you so much <laughs> no babe I love you <laughs> I'll be like just a little this way that's good right there <laughs> that's so funny yeah. that's hilarious but yeah so guys Guys, we, we we don't really do the whole talking thing. We don't ask the deep questions because we're not usually not in the mood. All. Not not me. Yeah. Well, I know <laughs> I'm not my friendships. No, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying though. But like that's an anomaly. Yeah. That's an anomaly to what most guys experience. And for most guys, it's let's go to a bar, let's drink. We can have like six beers and then I'll start talking. You know what I'm saying? Like that's uh-huh. like that's like the mindset that guys have nowadays. That's how it goes. You don't have deep conversations like that unless well, you do understand the I've value. I'm walking on men's group and I'm like, y'all are talking about top golf. Like I'm sitting here like, this is what you're doing with your time. Because I just came from women's group where we just cried our eyes out. So it's like the difference <laughs> in that. But it's like respecting like you guys don't need tears and drama in a story. Yeah. Like you guys can just have. And I've heard like obviously yeah. that's not all they talk about. I've heard like little bits of like asking about you guys are very intentional about every person's high or low or like mm-hmm. or they need prayer. And that time is so no, I didn't eavesdrop if you're wondering. But like it's just so just cool to hear. <laughs> like, like one time Christian, you said this thing. I, I mean, one time I think I heard someone say this. <laughs> I mean, someone random probably. Um, but yeah. it's just like you're all right. Like men just they don't right. need that. We so we it just baffles me, but you know. We just I don't know. I think it it men in general, like if you want to like study this sorry if you guys can hear the dog <laughs> he is he is begging for attention uh but i don't know like the psychology behind it It'd be fascinating to learn but i mean part of it probably just comes from like how we're raised you know like we don't yeah. have the emotional connection that usually like girls have with like moms and dads 
versus guys. And if they do have a father figure in their life, it depends on how that father figure behaved in their life. Cause they're coming from this last generation. They weren't very emotional beings. A lot of it was just like, do your job, pay the bills, make sure the bread's on the table, food's on the table, whatever. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was funny. <laughs> you know, that's what they used to all like only eat. No, right? that's right though. Like my dad's the same way. Like, yeah. Like my dad's idea of spending time with like me or my brother is like, hey, come over and watch a Steelers game on Sunday. Oh my yeah. gosh, it drives me crazy. Right. And it's like we can literally talk about like nothing. nothing. Right. And mm. like he would be like that would be right. like spending and, time. And like my dad, not a lot growing up, never really asked like how I was feeling or like the emotional side of things or like trying to ask like, hey, like how are you feeling about college or these things? Like you kind of nervous? And like I don't hold that against him. Like, oh, you knew you should have done that and you neglected right, doing right. that. It's like I don't I don't hold it against him for that. But that's just like how that generation was. And this yeah. new generation that we're my, moving into is a lot different. Yeah. You know? I think that's interesting because my dad and I, like we would go get sushi and he would ask me questions about my life. And yeah. how things are going, and like I really, really cherish those times that we had together. And we did a lot of, you know, we did a lot of cool things. We went dirt biking all the time, snowboarding. And right. We'd have a lot of time where, like, we would have those conversations about things that are going on in life. Um, Which speaks a like, lot to like who you are, though, yeah. because you are the type to ask those kind of questions too. Yes. But like, you kind of notice how most guys aren't usually like that. Yes, and well, so I think that's out. it's huge. Like my dad was that way. My mom was way more so. Like she's always. She's like, okay, kid, like, I have a question. We're like, great, what is this question? <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like this weird, awkward question. question that, like, I have to think forever about what I'm, I don't know what my answer is here. You know, like, challenging questions that she would ask me and my sister um, that were, like, so good and so fruitful. And I see that totally has transferred into my relationships now. Like, that example that my parents both mm -hmm. set now play into the relationships that I have now. And I can see... Steve-O, same exact way. I think his dad was very, very intentional with him. Mm -hmm. um, and they would have that, that intimate time together where they went and got donuts after school. Yeah. Um, or a slushy. Or a slushy. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're lucky, both. Um, and they would have that time together and you can totally see that in how Steve-O is as a friend. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like very interesting. Even like in our lives, like I've noticed when we go to Connor's dad's, like he's right. He's not even exaggerating that we just sit there. <laughs> and I've counted the bricks on that fireplace more times than you have because I don't like football. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Yeah. But they don't talk. Nor How do many they. are there? I'm pretty sure there's like 87. <laughs> I literally <laughs> sat there and I was like, one, two, three, with my eyes because I was so bored. Oh um, but it's because that's not how my family does things. Yeah. I, I'm really bad at enjoying things like that, but like it's not, obviously it's not like I want to die or anything. It's just very different. Like I'm like, how is nobody asking us anything? Like yeah. this is crazy, yeah. but they don't feel the need. Mm -hmm. uh, but at my house, my grandparents, I wouldn't say they ask questions. They probably ask like two or three, but they just talk and tell stories. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, oh, this happened. They reflect. Mm -hmm. And if you notice, that's what I do. I just tell stories. Yeah. Like that's just all I ever do. I'm a big storyteller, but that's because yeah. that's what they do. But mm -hmm. Connor loves it because he doesn't have to talk because with his family, he doesn't. Yeah. But then, like, his mom asks 58 questions. Like, she wants to know every detail about everything. Connor's like, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's just so crazy to see. Uh, Alyssa's worked that into me. She used to always be like, how was your day? And I'd be like, good. She'd be like, and? Be like, if it wasn't good, I would tell you it wasn't good. <laughs> ask, ask a better but question. But she's like, she's like <laughs> <laughs> I could say that. But she's always like, she wants to know more. She's like, tell me more about it. What did you do? So now I've... Now I'm at the point where I'm very detailed in how I share things with her just about the day. But that's because like I've been trained now to do that with her because that's how like she feels loved and communication and like quality time is that like we're focused on each other and talking versus I'm like watching the TV. She's like, how's your day? And I was like, good. What? Good. Rocket League. <laughs> Rocket League. <laughs> I'm and I feel like that's forever. the key thing that you just said. Like women feel that mm -hmm. through detail. Yeah. Like I've told Connor, details are intimate to me mm -hmm. and it would bother me like if he was hanging out with someone and they knew about his weekend and I didn't even know those details. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there, it, mm -hmm. <laughs> it hurts women's feelings. Like when a guy says something and everyone else knows it and then the wife is like, wait, what? Like you, you feel stupid mm -hmm. and no one wants to feel stupid. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I with women, like we bond over detail and stories and similar stories, similarities, differences, like whatever. Guys don't need that to bond. They could be like, yo, that's sick. You like the Steelers? Me too, dude. <laughs> well, I think what's what's great about like good friendships is like 
like with my upbringing, like with guys like you guys who who are my good friends, like you know that like sometimes I just like want to watch ten minutes of the game and like mm-hmm. be able to complain about it, you know. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes like as as my side of like being a good friend, I have to be like, okay, this isn't what all guys like. Like I have to ask questions. I have to be involved. And it's the same thing like with you, like being a good husband is like understanding when um and like how to to love somebody well and what they need in that moment is maybe not the same thing that i want or need in that moment yeah yeah so there's there's guys just in general just to like sum that up guys suck at knowing how to like make friendships more than what they are and that's where i think guys can fail uh a lot and that's why most guys don't have tons of friends and they usually just stick to a few of them. Once you like, once you really get older, most most dads like have like three or four friends, if that. And they're usually like a couple of college buddies. But like the reason why is because those are the guys that like they just hung out with the most. It's not even that they were just the closest to them talking. It's like sometimes I hear stories of you know guys that are you know been friends with people for like twenty five years and they're like yeah I had no idea that he ever did this in life and those kind of things. It's I didn't like, know he had a brother. I didn't know he had a brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly, stuff like that. Because they just never talk about those things. But that's just not normal to them. And that's where I think that this next generation is doing better at uh, recognizing that and valuing those relationships and being more, I would say, intimate in the conversations that we have. So uh, girls get this all day long, you know, like they know, communicate, those kind of things. Um, And I can't really speak into, I think, Allie, you can speak into like how girls can be better friends. But this is, I think, some universal. Maybe it's just guys. But here's a few that I wrote down. Um, one, one that I wrote right off the bat was just sacrificing time for them. Um, like when your friends have important events or important things in life where they need help with stuff, like going out of your way to serve them and be present in their life uh, and sacrificing time out of the things that you want to do uh, is like a really good way to show your friends that you love and care for them. It's not the only way, but it's definitely a great way to show them that like you matter and that like you, you are willing to give time for that. Now we'll say that like when you get older, graduate, you have responsibilities, you get married, like there's a lot of things that are going on already in your life. So it makes it harder to do those things. So it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just not in the schedule. But when you do have those opportunities, like I would say like take full advantage of them. Don't, don't miss out on them or or make an excuse not to do that. If you do have the opportunity, opportunity, Mm -hmm. uh, to sacrifice for them, uh, have you guys ever heard of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People? I read it. You've read it? I like it. Have it's you guys good. heard of it before? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Okay. So it's, it's great. It's like one of the, the best books that people recommend for when it comes to like how to just communicate with human beings, pretty much. Breaks it down to the, the bare minimum. Like, this is how people operate. This is what people love. This is how you make friends kind of thing. Uh, and there's a lot of things that uh, I believe it's Dane. What's his name? Dale. Dale Carnegie. He, he writes a lot of different things in there about how you can be a better friend. And one thing that I really did like that he said is actually saying someone's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, and I, I like have to get better at this myself because I usually just call everyone bro or guy or dude. dog, dude, brother. Oh, I do brother all the time. Home diggity hey, slice. Brother. Yeah, all the names. <laughs> I couldn't think of another one. But pal. I don't I don't usually, <laughs> pal. <laughs> Hey, pal. Buddy. Hey, buddy. Buckaroo. Buckaroo. <laughs> Sorry. We should, yeah. Uh, but I never, like, I, I'm not as good at calling them by their names. But I think that there's something powerful in recognizing them by their name and saying it because it is, like, the sweetest sound to their ears. It's like, because mm-hmm. when, when you say their name, say it, like, name. they feel they feel acknowledged. They feel seen. Say they feel name. like that they, like, are being valued in that moment, no matter who it is. So... Like when someone, you know, you pass by someone at school and they say, what's up, bro? You say, what's up, bro? Back. That's cool. But if they say, hey, Connor, like you feel more than what a hey, bro is because they recognize you. They know your name and they acknowledge you by your name, your identity. And it's powerful. So uh, just like and and I would tie into that affirmations, speaking encouragement to other Mm -hmm. friends. That's one that I'm not very good at. I'm trying to get better at it. I could teach you. (laughs) You could teach me. Yes. (laughs) But just like uh, when guys do things well, no one like like in the world of men, we don't 
get a lot of that. We don't get a lot of acknowledgement. No one is on our, you know, right behind us, encouraging us usually the whole way, saying all these things. Like obviously like our relationship with Christ does that in a lot of ways and we receive those affirmations through his word and that's like amazing. But also at the same time, like normally guys don't get that kind of stuff. They don't get that kind of affirmation and love that women usually do. Um, and that makes it hard because guys close themselves off to those things, but they don't realize like how like helpful it could be. I'm just saying that like for the majority of guys, words of affirmation is usually on the bottom of the list for our love language. Cause we're like, I, I appreciate it, but like most guys are physical touch. And then it's usually, uh, either acts of service or it's quality time. And then usually it goes to gifts and words of affirmation. Now, some guys are different. I don't want to like hyper generalize it, but for, for most of what I've experienced is guys don't really say words of affirmation nor receive them. But when our group does stuff like that, it's really cool because you feel impact and you feel seen. And so, uh, it shows that you pay attention to their life Mm -hmm. because you're affirming them in areas of whatever they're doing, whether Mm -hmm. it be work, whether it be their relationships, their, their relationship with Christ, uh, just how they've behaved recently, any of those kind of things, when you affirm them in those things, it shows that you pay attention and then that's huge. And so learning how to affirm people and then give encouragement, um, is huge. So if, uh, a friend and celebrating them, I think that was, that was the third one that I was going to say is like celebrating your friends. So mm-hmm. when your friend accomplishes something, if they are graduating college, if they got a new job, if they're having a kid, if they got a promotion at work, whatever the thing is that they've done or accomplished, like going out of your way to tell them, like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm so excited for you. This is awesome. Uh, cause we don't do that. We don't celebrate people often. And that was something that I learned at Dutch Bros when I worked there is they really encouraged celebrating other people more than yourself. Cause usually like our natural flesh, sinful tendencies, we want other people to celebrate us. We want them to like give us the glory. Right. And so we work hard for mm-hmm. that, that affirmation and that acknowledgement and that yeah. praise but it's way harder to give that to other people, especially if you struggle with comparison because if they're on the same path as you and they're now ahead of you, like let's say you both went to college, graduated at the same time, they land a job and you don't have a job yet. It's really hard to, to like celebrate them because you're like, but I don't have a job yet and I envy that because I feel like I've worked hard for my position or I feel like I deserve a job right now or those kind of things. And so it makes it really hard for you to celebrate other people. But I promise you, like making that a practice helps like pull whatever pride was inside of you out because mm-hmm. now it's less about you and it's more about focusing on other people and their accomplishments. And so that's like a really good thing that I think friends do or that we can do as better friends is like celebrating them, texting them out of the blue when you find out about something that they just recently did or got or have done, whatever it is. Um, and just like showing them that and encouraging them, or if they are in a season where maybe they need some encouragement, like speaking words into them. I think guys, we just, we don't do any of those things in general. So I think another small thing that I need to do better at too, but that I've learned a lot in is like how simple it is to like have eye contact with somebody when you're having a conversation with them. Mm. And you know, it might feel awkward if you're not, if you don't do it often or if the other person doesn't do it often, but like how important it is for you to like not be looking at your phone, like mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a setting like one-on-one or even like in group settings, like if somebody's sharing something, like don't be on your phone, don't be distracted um, because it shows interest. It shows that you um, have interest in what that person is saying or what they you know, are expressing. And it shows that, that you care about them in that moment more than anything else mm-hmm. that could be around you or could be like if you're talking with somebody, it's the worst thing to feel is like you feel like they're looking over your shoulder at somebody else that they could like talk to that's more important or that mm-hmm. they would want to rather talk to. And so for you to be present in that moment with that person is a huge thing for a friend. Yeah, I concur. The, Amen, brother. The, uh, we, we struggle in this day and age with technology and like phones and all that to where even myself, like I find myself doing this all the time and I'm trying to get better at it, but like actually not just like putting the phone away. Cause like we could say like, I put my phone away, but if that notification comes on and we're having a conversation, I could still pop that up and look at that. 
And all of a sudden, like, <laughs> I'm being 100% honest, like, sometimes I've really sucked at this. We're like, I'm having a conversation with Alyssa, and all of a sudden, I find myself on Instagram scrolling while she's talking. <laughs> like, like really D-bag things that I've had to get better at. Like, that was, I think, for sure when we first were married and we were living together. And uh, it's just the worst. Like, it's just a natural habit to, to, if you, like, are always distracted by this thing, that it really does impact the relationship because then I'm not actually fully listening. Then I'm not actually hearing what she's saying. And even more than that, if there's emotion behind it or she wants me to catch on to something beyond what she's saying, which is more often the case than not with a lot of things, is like, I want you to hear not the words, but then I'm frustrated. Like, I don't want you, like, I, I'll say the words, those are great, but like, do you see the tone behind my voice? Do you see like what I'm trying to get at? Is that I'm frustrated? Whatever it is. Um, and if like I'm on my phone and I'm distracted, like, I'm not being a good loving husband. But the same thing applies to friends. If you're going to like ask a friend how they're doing and you get on your phone, you're not really like, hey, how are you? You're not really like being. <laughs> and like, and here's the thing, like I still do that and like I need to get better at that. So I'm not going to act like I, I got this figured out. But I've also witnessed it with other friends for when I'm talking and they get on their phone and it's like they're responding to a text. It's like, do I stop talking for a minute because I know you're distracted and then I start again or do I just kind of keep going? Or they just kind of nod and and be like, wow, it's crazy, bro you know, <laughs> and get to the end of the conversation and be like, did we actually accomplish anything with this conversation? Uh, so like learning how to put your phone on airplane mode or just like, uh, my, my friend Tim recently told me, he said that he turns his phone, I think all the way off at like eight o'clock, I think. Mm. Um, so that he can just be present with whatever he's doing. He has no distractions, nothing, and doesn't have anything going on. And that's even harder for me when I'm constantly working and I work into like late hours like that where I feel like I need to have my phone. Um, but if you're present with the people that you need to be present with and no one else outside of you needs you for anything that you could think of that's not like an emergency because you can always say like, what if an emergency happens? It's like, okay, in that very, very off chance, maybe something happens, but that's not likely. Um, like you shouldn't need to have your phone on. And so I think I'm trying, I'm going to start practicing that where I just like completely turn it off. You can airplane mode it if you want to do that too. But if you like play like games on it, then maybe you should just turn it all the way off. Um, but I, you I have games on your phone. Yeah, games on your phone. Kind of games. <laughs> uh, but if you like, that's, that's something uh, that I would also add into all of this that I just wanted to, to emphasize with what both of you guys have said is actually showing you care and asking questions mm. about them. I've, I feel like I've gotten a little bit better about this when I'm like with like the guys in the group and just like actually asking how their day was and like wanting to learn more about like where they're at in life. Like what are they going through? Like those kind of things. Cause if you, you do all the steps of like physical things on what you need to do, like you turn off your phone and you do all those things, but if you don't actually care at the end of the day about what they're talking about, then like, what's the point of you doing all those things? Mm -hmm. Like that's what needs to matter most more than anything. Um, and so learning to find that value in that friendship, I don't know if I have a perfect answer on how to do that, except just self-reflection. Mm. But like you have to, at the end of the day, decide if they're your friends, like you got to love them. And you know, the Bible doesn't say specifically turn off your phone when you're having a conversation, but it's kind of, you know, you want to make them feel like the most important thing in that moment. Exactly. And, like if you're looking for other things to be more important. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. And it all it all really does come down to pride and self like selfishness, because that's like what I get convicted of the most is sometimes I think my day is more important or like what I have to say is more important than what everyone else has to say in the room. And so I don't ask other people how their day is or what they have going on or I um, don't care as much because I think that what I have to say or what my day is about is more important. And that's like the worst mindset to have is to believe that like they're insignificant or less than and that it's not important. And so um, like having to like cut that pride out and just like humble yourself and meet your friends like where they're at in life and just being a good friend by actually wanting to care, asking deeper questions and actually listening, not being distracted. Like it, you'll be amazed how fast you can grow friendships because I've seen that a lot mm -hmm. in my own life. Like how fast I develop friendships when I ask like more intimate, deeper questions than just, Oh, how was your day? What did you do? You know, like those are like, those are, those are okay questions to ask, but unless you get deeper than those questions, I remember, uh, you might remember this too, but when we did student leader training at GCU and Bob Goff was there, mm -hmm. he said something that always stuck with me. 
it might be the only thing I remember from that. But yep. he always talked about getting to like the third or fourth question. Right. Um, instead of like almost like skipping those first couple ones that are like the really unintentional like surface level questions that everybody asks. Kind of like the church questions like, hey, how's how's it going? How's the wife? How's the kids? You know, yeah. kind of stuff. And so he always said like get to the third or fourth question and make that a priority instead of just like, oh, I'm going to get this conversation over with. Mm-hmm. with just some small talk and then I can move on. Huge. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the foundation of it is like those things. And then from there, it really will dictate your actions going forth from there. Cause you've developed the relationship. The respect is there. The love is there. And then it's things like if, you know, what we talked about earlier, if, you know, Allie feels most loved, if you send her a happy birthday text or like, if you know that, you know, one of your friends really appreciates it when you call him out of the blue and just catch up with him and those kind of things, whatever it is, um, like by knowing those things now because of the questions you ask and actually caring and getting getting to know who they are and how they they work and operate and how they receive and how they give uh it will it'll change all those things cuz there's there's not always going to be a cookie cutter answer for how to do it but like that found those foundational like steps that's that could be called quote cookie cutter but mm-hmm. it's imperative to building a healthy relationship so yeah uh anything else you guys want to add before we peace out of here amen brother praise the lord very nice. I'm going to make a button of that so I can press it. <laughs> hey, man, brother, praise the Lord. All right. Well, uh, Allie, do you have anything else you want to say? No. That's good. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much. nice. <laughs> Great success. I was so loud. That was very loud. I definitely <laughs> peaked that. the audio there. Peaked it. Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. If you made it to the end of this episode, you're a champ. You're a true champ. And we appreciate you and we love you. Uh, if you haven't already liked this podcast, you can do that on Spotify. It's super easy. You just hit the little star button and you leave a five-star review. What? And There's only us... that option. There's no other options. <laughs> it doesn't let you choose <laughs> anything else. Guys, if you do that, it means the world to us because that's what helps grow this channel and gets this content to other people. On top of that, if you would, uh, if you felt that this is like impactful for you, we'd appreciate it if you shared it with other friends, especially now that we've talked about friends. <laughs> to if get you want to like call someone out. <laughs> You should be like, hey, you should listen to this. <laughs> send it. You should should listen to this. Seriously, though, though, that that'd be a fun challenge. Like, send this to ten friends and see if you guys can all get on the same page because it really does make a huge difference in your life when you have solid friendship yeah. and community. Uh, so we encourage you to share it. If uh, if anything else, you can follow us on our social media. Ask us why with two wise and our ask us where. You can support us through our apparel. There, you can buy any of our new designs or our Fishers of Men stuff. Other than that, uh, we love you guys, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Catch you on the flippity flip, warehouse. Peace out. Peace out.